Welcome to the Honors SBMAT Podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Nhi. I'm 19 years old. I'm studying International Finance and Control at Hansa, and I'm also an Honors student. First, a disclaimer. The content of this podcast is based on the knowledge and experience of me and the guest speakers, and not from a professional. In today's episode, I'll share my thoughts on a phenomenon called reverse cultural shock and how to cope and overcome it. I have here today with me Yiska and Mr. Ahmed. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Yiska. I am 22 years old. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands. However, I was four when I moved to Norway and I came back to the Netherlands at age 10. Hi, I'm Ahmed. I am 58 years old. I am Syrian. I am originally Kurdish. I have delivered in Syria and lived there about 25 years. After that, moved north Saudi Arabia uh, and uh, lived there about 11 years. After that, and uh, moved now Turkey, to Turkey and lived there about one and a half year. And now I am here in Netherlands for more than six months as a refugee. The reason why I chose Yiska and Mr. Ahmed is because they both have been to different countries before and more or less experienced cultural shock as well as reverse cultural shock. And that is the topic of our podcast today. But first, let me share my story. I moved from Vietnam to the Netherlands for my study. I made new friends here, have new connections here, and I have the chance to go back to my home country during summer break. But when I come back there, I felt like something is not right. I'm in Vietnam, but it's only I'm physically in Vietnam and not mentally in Vietnam. And the cultures of the two countries are very different. I needed time to readjust, but even afterward, I still feel like I don't fit in anymore. And at first I thought I was the only one feeling like this, but turns out my friends also feel the same way. And uh, I did a bit of research and found out that this is actually a phenomenon called reverse cultural shock. It is the opposite of cultural shock. Cultural shock is something you experience when you move to a new country. And reverse cultural shock is what you experience when you move back to your home country. I feel like many people talk about cultural shock, but not many talk about reverse cultural shock. And some aren't even aware that it is a phenomenon. And um, the whole thing happens to me when I was away for only one year. So I'm curious how it is for you, Yiska, because you moved to Norway at like four and then you come back here at 10 and you spent like six years of your childhood in Norway. How is it like for you when you come back here in the Netherlands? Well, there have been a lot of differences. First of all, of course, the holidays are different. Uh, for instance, in Norway, you celebrate like Halloween. In the Netherlands, that is not a thing at all. But also small things like uh, the lamps on cars, like the car lights. In Norway, it's automatically on during the day, evening, it doesn't matter. Whilst here in the Netherlands, they only have to manually put it on if it's dark, which means that when I came back, I got run over almost a lot of times because I just thought if the lights were off, the car was off, which happened to not be the case. So there are a lot of differences. Do you think it has some sort of influence on your childhood? I definitely think so, because when I grew up in Norway, I grew up in an island, and now it's a lot less crowded as well. So in Norway, I got like the same, my school had five people in it. Well, first 15, and then at the end that I lived there, five people at the whole school. And here it's just more crowded as well. 
which of course has a lot of differences to it on its own. Yeah, and you moved to Norway when you were only four, so you just start learning Dutch, and then you move all the way to Norway, and you, I think you speak Norwegian as well. So how is yes. it like the switching language when you come back to the Netherlands? My parents and my sisters just spoke Dutch, so I'm fluent in Dutch speaking-wise. However, as you said, I just learned like writing Dutch, so I could not spell any word except for the word pair. So when I came back to the Netherlands, it was just a drama. But when I went to Norway, I was so young. And when you're so young, you don't really communicate through words. So usually you com- you communicate through, like, not sign language, but, like, signing things or just showing facial expressions. And then slowly you learn more and more words. So when I was younger, it wasn't that bad. But when I came back, I got made fun of because of my accent and my lack of word knowledge mainly so it's yeah it's a lot harder when you come back for sure yeah talking about language uh, mr ahmed also <coughs> moving from between different countries in the span of like at least 20 years for your yeah. work yeah how is it you also struggle with languages right Yes, of course, especially I have lived all my life in Syria and I have studied uh, my medicine in Arabic language when I moved uh, to Saudi Arabia and I have worked in uh, center, teaching center in Saudi Arabia. Everything was in English and I faced uh, multinationality. Uh, the nurses was from Philippines, the doctors from India, Pakistan and, and Greece, sometimes uh, one from uh, Spain. So I have to learn to talk with them in English language and already my English is weak. That's why I faced, uh, it was too hard at that time, but uh, I decided to take an English certificate. That's why I have started my course and I went through the Irish certificate, MRCBI, Membership of Royal College of Physicians of Ireland. I passed part one, I passed part two, I passed part three in Dublin, and I got it. And I lastly, lastly, after five minutes, I got the best specialist in the department. And they astonished, the head of the department astonished with me. How come Dr. Ahmed came? He doesn't know English even. How come he adapted very quickly and he became the best one in our uh, hospital? This is coming by when, whenever you will be... Uh, confident with yourself and uh, sometimes uh, you are moving from one country to other country you are you are not taking the decision by yourself sometimes you you forced to to move for me i have forced to move but no other choice i should adapt i should do my best to settle and to uh, improve myself in between this new community. And this is what I did. So, uh, as an immigrant, you have to adapt to the new countries that you moved yeah. to. Yeah. And you also learned the new language of that country, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, is there any moment that it affects your mother tongue? Because I talked to someone as immigrant's family in mm-hmm. the Netherlands. Yeah. And they told me that they moved from Indonesia to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And because they move here to live, they also have to start speaking Dutch and their children also start speaking Dutch. But then because their children was born and raised here, they don't really attach with their root culture. So they can speak Indonesian, but they don't actually like know how to write it like just like Jiska just say. 
and also the parents struggled with keeping really deep connection with their mother tongue is there anything like that happened to you like you forgot your mother tongue for like a split second and you mix it with other language no of course uh, whenever you will be with a new community you will affect them and you will affected by them from many uh, type of uh, life one of them is your language in saudi arabia it is arabic language but another accent so by the time when i was talking with my brothers after some years with my uh, family they told me ah oh, i are talking like saudi arabian people i don't know this is uh, by heart it is coming yani it's coming it's not from me because i don't know it is not intended by me to to talk like them but this is what happened maybe of course you're affected by their language yeah and uh, sometimes you forced to do uh, like them they are so much uh, strict with the religion there even we are in Syria not uh, strict so much with the religious people but uh, here you are suffering you will suffer i cannot do like them my kids cannot couldn't do like them but we are suffering psychologically actually so sometimes you feel you are alone here how i will do with these people but uh, you will try to do your best no other choice this is what you will do yeah i kind of had the same as well when i came back it was very isolating because you're like well i only have my family with me they're the only people who can really understand me for instance i had a lot of words that i just did not know in dutch because i was so used to saying them in no in norwegian mm. that when i came back it felt so isolating because i had difficulty communicating as well and for instance my sister who still lives in norway she messes up dutch all the time and i think it's so funny because now i've lived here for 12 years almost now so i'm quite good at my dutch again i had to relearn it a bit but she's horrible and it's so funny to me but of course like if she were were to move back here she'll be very isolated for sure yeah yeah my parents also told me when i first moved here that yeah i should get like some vietnamese friend here just so like i have a sense of home in case like i feel homesick so i can still have like vietnamese friend here so they can still give me like oh like i still have something in attached with vietnam so i can yeah. still remember about like my family in vietnam but the fact is i don't have any vietnamese friends here and yeah i i wouldn't have realized that if it's not one of my friend who pointed it out and yeah at first i thought that it was like a part of me being like introvert because i'm not good with making friends and uh yeah but it turns out to be like more than like me being introvert i've always told my friends that me being in the netherlands is very different from me in vietnam and i feel like i have an image to keep whenever i'm in touch with someone in vietnam for like no reason and i just need to keep up with those invisible expectation and when i came back to vietnam last summer i was really afraid that people will say that oh you're changed now and like because it often means bad like oh you changed into like something bad and it's not something i expected but luckily they didn't tell me that I changed so I'm really glad about it. So do you I, feel less judged here in the Netherlands? And do you think that's because of the people or just because you're not in like not surrounded mm. by the people you know? Uh I think no I think it's like 
a cultural thing because you always feel like you get judges from people who from your own culture. Like I feel like I was judged by Vietnamese people, mm. and you, Yuska, you might feel judged by Dutch people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it is actually the truth. As if I I have uh, transferred between multiple countries from Syria to Saudi Arabia to Turkey now here in Netherlands. I think whenever you are new in the land in any country, whenever you are coming new, you you need time to adapt. In this time, it may, maybe it will take. It will be about two months, three months, five months. Depend depend on the uh, person. During this time, you feel you are alone. You cannot uh, contact with the other. You cannot making f- friends. This is wrong. This is. Uh, I think it is uh, normal for all people to take time to adapt with this new life, and you can make friends day by day. By the time, everything will be okay, and you will feel after some time, maybe one two years, you will feel yourself. You are like them. This is uh, so you're what still I saw. in the process of adapting to the uh, Netherlands. Yeah, still now I'm new here. I'm here six months, even in spite of uh, many difficulties. Here now I am facing as, as if I am alone, my family away, and still no decision. Nothing here. Uh, here everything uh, become so much slow, slow. The procedures, all procedures, taking time. Uh, not like before, as if many, many people come, people coming here in through Netherlands. So I am six months here and nothing done for me till now and almost, and maybe it will take more than one year. That's why I used to to work every day 12 hours all my life before coming here. And when you are coming here, when I came here, for example, I came, I do nothing. So it is very boring for me. For that, I have decided to learn Dutch language by myself to full of my time, you know. That's why I was uh, coming to asking how I will, how I will this uh, language, and I have started by YouTube by myself, and uh, now I reach level B by myself in Netherlands. Yeah, you're very yeah. good at it. But also, uh, you were talking about like making friends. Yeah. Um, I really had difficulty making friends when I first came to the Netherlands. To Norway, it wasn't that bad because they actually like because it was such a small island and not people moving in and out all the time. So I was kind of like a mermaid, you know, something mythical that doesn't really happen. So people were very kind and very accepting of me, luckily. But when I came back to the Netherlands, I didn't have the same treatment. So people would be rude and say, go back to your own country, even though I'm born here. So that was always very hurtful. But also Dutch people are a lot more sarcastic than Norwegians. Like Norwegians just say it kind of as it is. They do it very politely, but they still like, they're not as sarcastic. And I do not understand sarcasm as well because of it, which means that like making friends, I always thought when they say something as a joke or sarcastically, I always took it very personally. So I was like, oh, they really hate me here. And I tried to they fit in a lot and especially because my accent I had a quite thick accent because of course I only spoke Dutch to my family and they are not gonna improve my accent all that much so I was actually struggling and it did take me quite a while before I finally found some real friends so you moved to Norway with your whole family right yeah I did we moved with five of us so uh, me my dad my mother 
and my two sisters, which also made it a lot easier because then you're surrounded by your own family and it's not as if you go at it alone, which I really appreciate it. Coming back, we came back with three of us. So my dad and my sister and me. And because your circle is also like smaller then, but because I still had my family, it did make it a lot easier. And I can't imagine having done it without my family at such a young age, I think. For instance, now I do want to move to, to a different country maybe, but then probably leaving them behind. What I have understand from you that your Dutch accent is affected by Norwegian yeah. language. How far is affected? Well, I didn't place? notice yeah. <laughs> because it was me. So I didn't quite notice that it, it had changed. However, I used to have a lot of things like, for instance, like um, a wasp in Dutch, it's vesp. Yeah, vesp. And in Norwegian, it's veps. So you turn around two letters and I didn't notice because that's just how I always pronounced it. And so people would like make fun of it. Like people made fun of a lot of things that I like struggle to pronounce in Dutch. That's how I noticed like, oh, there is a difference. And people would be like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from here. <laughs> so that's how I noticed. Yeah, I feel like family also helps us to feel better when we experience reverse cultural shock when we move back to our home country. And but I mean, like, we're not the only one who need to adjust, but they also need to adjust with us. For me, like me being back to Vietnam, because I was away for a year, so they already get used to me not being there. But I'm lucky enough to have a supportive family who are open to me and mm -hmm. to not make me feel left out. So how is it for you? I suppose that you moved to different country for your work and you moved by yourself? Yeah, uh, all the time I am. Uh, I was living with my family. When I was in Syria with my family, when I have moved to Saudi Arabia also, my family was with me, but uh, I'm lucky. When I have moved to Turkey, my family somehow far from me. They lived alone there and I have lived in Saudi Arabia to supporting them but every three four five months they are coming to me i am going to them this is what uh, we should adapt with the new circumstances you know if your kids they will go to university you need to support them with money every time every year you should pay fees for them you should support them so they need money if i i can i will not work from where i will get money mm -hmm. you see that's why i have arranged uh, you sh you will find the solution they will come to me in the vacation, in their vacation, summer vacation, and I will go to them in winter, like this. And uh, it didn't take a long time, only for one and a half year. Meanwhile, I was preparing for Turkish exam in uh, Turkey to settle in Turkey and to work as a doctor. And I have passed their exam in Turkish language even. That's why I have strange there from my friend Yushka. Dutch people, they told me, uh, go back to your country. No, I found here Netherlands people, very welcoming people, really. And I am so much happy with them. And for me, every year I was going to one European country, as if my, my daughter in Germany, she is studying since mm -hmm. six years. I went to Paris, I went to Italy, I went to Germany, Ireland, three, four times. Really, 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 I found the best type of people the best friendship people here in Netherlands. Really. Yeah, this is what I... I, I are you say. living in the city of Groningen? Or are you living in a village? 
no, in city, in yeah, I think that might also be so a far thing. From, uh, I was because uh, I live quite far away. I live like two hours travel uh, home, and then two hours back here to the city. Mm. Which means I was very much in a village, and people in villages are not very kind in comparison to cities. Specifically, this city is used to international students and just internationals all around. Whilst I was in a specific, like, small village in Groningen, which means that those are very village people that are only accepting of quote unquote their own. So, people who could speak the dialect of Gronings, which I cannot, and that are from there. So, even though I'm like a white Dutch woman, I still felt slightly discriminated because of the fact that I had an accent and that my Dutch wasn't as, as good as could be because in cities they are a lot more accepting because they're used to it whilst where I live or where I moved to it's very quite unusual to see newcomers and especially the ones that aren't from there so I think that that's also a difference that we so it also definitely depends on where you move so I would definitely suggest move to a city <laughs> or, well, I mean, like, as I said, uh, village in Norway, they were very accepting, but here they were less so, whilst in the city, I've always felt accepted. So it's, it, it kind of depends, I guess. Yeah, it depends on the place, yeah. and I think, yeah. yeah. So you went to but different countries, you adapt multiple times, yeah. and so you pick up new values, new cultural aspects from different countries, and you still have the Syrian part inside you. So how do you manage to still keep it inside you after moving through multiple countries like that? This due to so much uh, self-confidence, actually. If I didn't confident in myself, I cannot do anything. I will not uh, pass in RCOG, I will not pass in Turkish exam, I, will not, I cannot work even if you are alone in new country, new system, new language, new people dealing with you, and you are the most responsible for your work. So it is a difficult work. I like my work too much, and I confident with myself that I can do whatever. So I can, because as I know, we have uh, the most clever people. They are using 10% of their brain cells. So we have 90% still extra. If I use 90% or, or I use 10%, it's enough for me to adapt with any new culture. And if you adapt with one culture, the other culture, the third culture, so one by one will be easier than the others because you know how to adapt easily, you know? This is what happened with me. Whenever you are moving so much, you can quickly adapt it with the new environment. Mm. That's why now I am six months only here and I, I reach the level, the level behind in Netherlands language which the other people living here more than three years to talk like me now. Yeah, this I is a fact. was very jealous of you <laughs> for the ability. I wish I could. But I was very impressed because you actually did have, you're very good at Dutch already, which I was not when I came here, especially like speaking, of course, I was, but like writing, I couldn't. No, I think you In can. In the first do. three months, I think I learned to write three words, maybe four. But I think you can do if you decide that you say I can. Fair. Ah. Fair. So what do you think it would be like if you move back to Syria or like just like take a visit to Syria? 
if I uh, moved back to Syria, of course, I, of course, I will uh, earn here one positive character. Here, there is every community has positive points. Of course, has negative points. So for for every person, you should concentrate on positive points for this new land, for this new country, for this new people, and leave their negative points. So take positive points and these positive points will be useful for you even in your country and don't neglect them don't say no this is a new country i am not like them i will cancel them i will keep myself no we are as a people on this earth we should contact with each others and when we are contacting with each others we are affecting with each others so it depends on your person this is my advice Take the positive things from your friend and leave the negative things to him. Take with you to your country. Yes, I can. Yeah. That's very good advice. Yeah, so as a final wrap up and advice for everyone who wants to like just like take a visit to their home country or move back there during summer break and you're experiencing the same thing as reverse cultural shock. So first, self-confidence. You know who yeah. you are, what your value is. Yeah. You pick up new things, but yeah. try to find a common ground between both of them. And maybe you don't have to like force it if it doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you can still leave it out and it maybe it's a part of your new life in the other country and second is maybe talk to your friends and family every day it might not help as much but still it will help you to have an update of how it is going in your country and you can still get used to life in your home country as other people and um, lastly just give an open mind everything can happen and as long as you acknowledge that you are experiencing reverse cultural shock then i believe that you all can overcome it and uh, thank you mr ahmed and yuska for joining me in this podcast uh, and welcome. thank you guys for listening until here i hope that you can relate to the story we shared today and no longer feel lonely if you're experiencing the same thing i wish you a nice day <laughs>